Katie Korstrom, and I'm here today with physiotherapist Dan Boss from Abbotsford Sports and Orthopedic Physiotherapy. First of all, I want to say thank you very much, Dan, for taking the time to talk to me today. You're welcome. Um, to start us off, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your background, um, just like your education, certifications, that kind of thing. Okay, I'm a graduate of the University of British Columbia. The first degree I achieved was my kinesiology degree. And then after my kinesiology degree, um, I got into the physiotherapy program at UBC. And I uh, graduated from the physiotherapy program in 2003. And then, so I've been practicing physiotherapy now um, for 16 years. Okay, very nice. Um, and then what previous work um, in the field did you do prior to kind of becoming a physiotherapist? There's not a whole lot you can do like when you're going through your kinesiology degree, but you can be a student trainer for various uh, like varsity athletics. And so a lot of us from the kinesiology class would volunteer time with you know, men's and women's basketball teams, taking, taping ankles, doing some acute injury assessments. We'd also do that kind of with a football team out at UBC. Um, so a lot of it is mostly just kind of volunteer stuff, um, learning to tape, learning acute injury management, how to deal with uh, an injury on the field, when to transport somebody, a lot of more of the first aid type duties, not so much of the kind of the physiotherapy rehab duties. So most of it was kind of just volunteer work with uh, – with varsity athletes. Okay. And you can, you said you can do that while you're um, still taking your kinesiology degree kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that right from year one in kinesiology all the way through. And you can even do that throughout the years in physiotherapy. I did a little bit each year just to kind of, to learn more and to get more uh, on field kind of assessment right when the injury happens and how to manage the injury, you know, within the first 24 hours. So I basically volunteered a lot of my time throughout my seven years of university. I, I basically did something um, every single year. Okay. Um, and then what like particular uh, techniques are you trained in now? So now, um, gosh, that's a good question. So if I, the first, the first thing that I did is a manual therapy certification and so there's, there's two levels associated with that. There's your intermediate manual therapy level, and then there's your advanced manual therapy level. Once you do the advanced uh, manual therapy training, you're certified to manipulate or adjust the spine. So you can do a neck, mid-back, ribs, low-back, pelvis. Um, and so that's kind of the highest manual therapy certification you can get as a physiotherapist. Um, what I've also done is uh, a craniosacral certification, which helps a lot with concussion rehab. It's actually moving the skull bones or the skull plates around, uh, repositioning them to help spinal fluid flow. I've also done what we call a dry needling certification. So it's use of acupuncture needle into tight muscle to release trigger point. Um, I've done a bunch of other sports science courses and stuff like that, but those three, the manual therapy the craniosacral and the dry needling are kind of the three big ones in our profession. They're the three big ones that kind of allow you to do quite a bit um, with clients in, in each individual treatment setting. And you're able to treat uh, quite a wide 
range of, of clients with, uh, with all those three certifications. Mm-hmm, for sure. And yeah, I've, I've definitely had some firsthand experience with uh, getting those treatments. <laughs> um, so then how long would you say like all these different certifications, because they seem all pretty, pretty high level, how long would you say um, it took you to kind of complete them all? Uh, the manual therapy took three years, um, and they do that because they don't want people racing through the certifications too quickly. They want to make sure that, um, you're, uh, you're taking the time to learn, get your hands on people, um, that you're not just racing through for the sake of racing through. So that took about three years. Uh, the cranial sacral certification you can do that in, uh, in pretty much a, a weekend. Uh, so it's a three-day course. The dry needling certification, it's, it's two weekends. Well, two, I guess, four-day weekends. Um, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can do uh, your kind of level one dry needling, but then you need six months of practice before they'll let you do the level two dry needling. But then once you're done a level two and you pass your exam, you can, you're certified to uh, start dry needling um, kind of, kind of whatever you want. Okay. Good to know. Um, What kind of advice would you have for someone um, pursuing a career in kinesiology or in physiotherapy? kind of advice um it's a lot of volume um like know what you're getting into because the volume of education that gets chucked your way is is pretty aggressive um so just know (laughs) know what you're getting into because it's a lot to take in um sure you like anatomy because anatomy is kind of the basis of what we do as physiotherapists and if you know your anatomy you will succeed in the uh in the profession um take advantage of your clinical field work uh, ask lots of questions get your hands on lots of things feel injuries feel restrictions feel tight tissue weak tissue uh the more you can get your hands felt the better it's going to be when you feel those things in the clinic. Um, Other pieces of advice I give people is uh, never stop learning. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Always read, always, always study, always take courses, always progress. Um, A lot of students that I end up mentoring, uh, they, they burn out. So pace yourself, uh, give yourself rest days, um, when you get the summers off, take the summers off because it's really easy to run down and burn out with school. Um, and just, you know, also to make sure you enjoy it, make sure that if, if it's something that you're serious about, uh, make sure you enjoy it because it's a, it's a career long commitment to be a physio. You don't just do your schooling and you're done. Um, it's, it's, you're basically committing to a lifelong career learning. And uh, make sure that's what you really want to do, um, or a few years into it, you'll hate it, and uh, and uh, you know, then you've wasted quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice, especially for someone like myself who's aspiring to be a, a physio in the future. Um, what part of your career would you say you enjoy the most, and then what would you say the hardest part of it is? 
Um, I mean, what do I enjoy the most is every day is different. Every injury is different. Every case is different. Um, some are straightforward, some are challenging. So it always challenges your mind. Uh, you get to meet a ton of people, um, you know, and those people, uh, are your connections for multiple things, whether it's construction or dentistry or medical doctor, like you just, you develop a really kind of fantastic network of people that you can, um, you can count on when you need help. Um, mm. You know, so I guess being able to help someone, someone that's, you know, had a chronic injury for a long period of time, um, you know, being able to step in and kind of give them relief, you know, reduce headaches, help their function. Or if you're dealing with athletes, you you help them out in such a way that you allow them to get back into participation or you give them an opportunity to, to train harder. So, you know, the field of physiotherapy is quite diverse with the positives and, um you know, just, just overall kind of helping people and making a difference in your lives is, uh, I, I think is, is a pretty special thing to do, um, uh, kind of day in, day out in my profession. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Was there a second part of that question? I yeah, no, I was just asking, um, what you would feel like the hardest part, um, the hardest is. part, um, mm-hmm. it wears your, as a manual therapist, it wears your hands down. Um, so physically it's, people wouldn't think that physiotherapy is a physically demanding job, but when you're moving spines around and moving limbs all day, it's a very physically demanding job. So the body gets tired. Um, I typically work long days, you know, 10 to 12 hour days. So my brain gets tired. Um, it's, uh, it's at times a very tiring (laughs) profession. Um, the hardest thing I had to learn as a physio is you have to accept the fact that not everybody gets better that you can't make everybody better uh, and you know sometimes it, you have to refer to somebody else sometimes you just have to say there's not much more i can do but it's so um it's so important to realize that um you can't fix everybody uh, and as soon as you realize that you put a lot less pressure on yourself and uh you, you take things a lot less personal when you don't have success with a patient or with a client mm-hmm. and yeah that really like it makes you think right because no people probably wouldn't think that the hardest part like one of the hardest parts is that it's very physically demanding but when you work long days and you're constantly hands-on it can it can get pretty tiring yeah, your hands can get very stiff and sore, and so you gotta you gotta really look after yourself. You gotta watch your body mechanics when you're treating people, that you're not loading too much through your back. Um, but it's a it is a physically demanding profession. People don't really realize that until they get into it. Then they, all the new grads, usually about you know four six months into it, is in my hands, my thumbs. Like I didn't realize it would be so mm-hmm. sore, but that's just uh, you know that's just unfortunately part of the profession. Yeah. And then what would you say uh, is something that most people wouldn't know about physiotherapy? They wouldn't know about physiotherapy. Um, At times there is lots of paperwork. Um, You have to, you have to document what we call a soap note or or a chart note. You have to document on every person that you see, you know, each day. So it's a lot of charting. There's a lot of reports, whether it's work injury reports, vehicle accident reports, lawyer reports, medical service plan reports, uh, doctor's progress notes. There's actually more 
paperwork than people think. It's not just you treat someone and they go about your day. It's uh, a lot of documentation. Um, and a lot of times the paperwork kind of takes you into the evening and into the night or showing up at work early the next day. So it's not just treating people. There's, there's a lot kind of more that goes into it. And the documentation can be a little bit of a tedious task, but unfortunately it's a legal document and it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. A lot of just behind the scenes kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And then last question. Um, I understand you've worked with uh, some like professional athletes, like namely some NHL players and that kind of thing. Um, how did you kind of get into that uh, area of your field and what's your favorite part about working with those, those el- such elite athletes? Um, how do you get into it? I mean, it's, it's all word of mouth in that profession. And it really, it started with me just treating one guy. Um, you know, I got connected with a, a player. He was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time. And uh, it was a concussion injury and him and I got together and uh, took him through an assessment and treatment and, and he noticed a uh, uh, positive change almost immediately and we ended up treating, a, you know, we, I treated him a couple of times and uh, was able to thankfully get his, you know, symptoms under control and give him the ability to start training again. And after that, it was, uh, you know, I, I get a text from him saying, hey, there's a friend on my team that has uh, uh, an issue, uh, you know, a hip issue. Is there a chance that you could take a look? And so then I treated him and then that led to the next guy and then the next guy. And then you start connecting with their agents. So their agents basically, you know, help look after their contracts and make sure their health is okay. And so, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And so now... I've got about 35 guys in the league, in, in the National Hockey League, that can text me or call me at any time if they need help. And I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, close with their agents. And, and uh, you know, every most agents have 8 to 10 guys that they look after. And so if you get in with one agent, you could potentially have 8 to 10 clients. And then the agents talk to one another. So in that profession, so much of it is word of mouth. If you're known as somebody that can make a difference and can help, um, especially if you're known as a guy that can travel to treat these players. Um, usually, you know, I'll get a, a text or a phone call a couple times a month during the season asking to fly out or to help or to treat guys when they come into Vancouver or what have you. So you know, a lot of it's just developing this network, developing connections, getting to know players, making a difference, getting to know their agents, getting to know their teams, their trainers. Um, and the next thing you know, you're somebody that's um, called upon, you know, multiple times each year. Mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely that's definitely a pretty cool part of your job i'd say yeah it's unique it's um mm-hmm. it's, i mean the, the best thing about working with those guys is uh i mean you talk about people that are motivated to succeed i mean when you're dealing with paid you know uh high profile mm-hmm. paid athletes you don't really see much greater determination than those people they will work and work and work and work like there's no tomorrow, almost to the point where you have to tell them to back off. And so uh, working with them is, is pretty special because they are determined. They are motivated and determined and they work hard. And uh, so that's kind of a, a bit of a, a neat thing with working with those guys. Mm, yeah, I believe it. They definitely have to have the, the motivation and, and work ethic to get where they are. So Absolutely, they do. You bet. Mm-hmm. 
Well, all right. Uh, thank you so much um, for taking the time to talk to me today. You are welcome. My pleasure.